Today on episode 840 of the School of Podcasting, I need to let you know that this is a clean show, but there are some bleeps where I bleeped out naughty words. And it's interesting because the question of the month is when do you come back to those subjects that your audience may want to hear? And I'm actually doing that. So I'm going to look forward to answering that question next month. So I'm not going to share my answer right now. But today we're talking about the delicate balance that you need to strive for between passion and logic. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. I help podcasters. It's what I do. If you want to check out my website, schoolofpodcasting.com is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. You can use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And I thought for today's quick tip, I wanted to let you know that I put my money where my mouth is. I just got done from doing this a couple hours ago. It's the summer here as I record this, and I started a podcast about Akron, Ohio. Why? Because I wanted to experience this, see what I could learn, because I know this is kind of a genre, and I've never done one, and it will give me insights and help me be a better podcast consultant. And so there I was, venturing into downtown Akron, where they're having some sort of show of, you know, um, whatever it is, some sort of festival. And I don't mind talking to people I don't know at a podcast event because I can just walk up to you and go, hey, so what brings you to the show? And then you'll talk and then I'll listen. But I don't know any of these people. And it was actually called the Weirdo Festival. And I was like, well, I am a little weird, but uh, I still don't know these people. Bottom line is I also did this last night and went to a different festival. And here's a novel idea. The more you do this, the better you get at it. Because I know it sounds weird because I'm a podcaster. I'm kind of introverted. And so today was much easier than yesterday. Handed out a quite a few business cards today and just asked people, I go, do you listen to podcasts? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Would you listen to one about Akron? And they're like, yeah, maybe. I'm like, here, here's my card. And now, is that going to give me a ton of listeners? Nope. But my guess is I might have got one. And one is better than none when it comes to growing your audience. So when it comes to growing your audience, it comes down to knowing who your audience is. So in my case, that's people that live in Akron, Ohio, that don't care about sports and kind of prefer something a little more happier when it comes to their news, but want to know all those little things that are going on in their city that they may not know about. So that's my audience. Okay, go to where they are. Well, they happen to be downtown at a festival, so I know those people live in Akron, Ohio. I went down, I made friends with them, and in this case, instead of, I still kind of use the same line, I go, so what you what brings you to the show? In this case, the weirdo, whatever it was. And then I would shut up and listen, and then I would ask them, do you ever listen to podcasts? So I went to where they were, I made friends with them, and then I told them about my show. And I actually met some business owners there that I want to interview for the show and a couple other things, but that is in its simplest form, how you grow your podcast. The one thing I wish I would have done, so here again, we can always learn, is I should have said, 
I do a podcast about Akron, Ohio. What would you like to hear in it? I should have used this time to do some research on what would you like to hear? That's what I should have done. And I will do that next time. When you hear me talk about courses at the School of Podcasting, you may be thinking, like what kind of courses, Dave? Well, how about planning your podcast? Content is king. Your podcast gear. Recording people across the planet. All things interviews. Recording your podcast with Audacity or Hindenburg. Understanding media host. Publishing your podcast with Libsyn, Captivate, or Buzzsprout. Learn PodPage. Podcast syndication. Submitting your shows to Apple, Spotify, and more. Growing your podcast and making money with your podcast. And of course, you have me along the way to guide you through all of those along with our awesome community. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. And remember, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can join worry-free. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. You started a podcast, you threw together a website, but you have no idea how to maximize the impact of that website. I've got a new podcast for you. Check it out at yourpodcastwebsite.com. All right, so today is going to be one of those different podcasts, and you're like, oh, here we go. I know. I'm not going to focus on getting you more downloads. I want to focus on getting you healthier And in this case, we're going to talk about mental health. And I've talked about this a little bit in the past. So that might lead you to ask, well, um, why? Why are we talking about mental health again? Because in the same way that social media doesn't show you the truth behind people's lives, because if you look at Facebook, everything is wonderful or whatever that one Lego movie was. Everything is awesome, right? And uh, there are podcast consultants out there who are selling hope not strategies, for three easy payments. And sometimes they're not really rooted in reality. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I have a segment of my show called Because of My Podcast. And that's to make you hopeful, to kind of make you think, hey, if they can do it, so can I. But I hope you're also listening when I say things like creating a podcast is easy. You know, easy. But however, creating a a good podcast, that's going to take a little effort. And I do have some additional things to throw in from the last time we talked about this. And this is just on my heart. A couple of things hit me and I was like, "Mm, man, I want to talk about this. So another reason I want to talk about this is I ended up down a rabbit hole on YouTube. You ever do that? You just look up and you're like, how did I end up here? And uh, what it was, I ended up doing kind of quasi research on successful YouTubers. And I know you might be saying, isn't this a podcast? I know, but they are content creators. So we're talking people with hundreds of thousands of followers and maybe even in some cases millions. And here's the thing that I was like, huh, I want to talk about this. They were absolutely miserable. And you can see this. I'll put a a video of this one woman who since she was like in sixth grade wanted to be a YouTuber and she was very successful. She got millions of subscribers within like six months and just totally flamed out. It was like, I I don't understand this. This is what I've always wanted my entire life. 
and I am miserable. And this is all I ever wanted. And why the f am I so unhappy? Is it, it doesn't make any f***ing sense? You know what I mean? Because like this is literally my f***ing dream, and I'm f***ing so unhappy. It doesn't make any f***ing sense. It's so stupid. It is so stupid. And these are young kids. And they are working in some cases 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. to please the almighty algorithm. All I was doing was creating content. One person said, I had more money than I could spend and I was super depressed. I had to quit everything and take a break for two years. Here's another one. 268,000 subscribers, and he said, I'm so sick of this career. Uh, I would love to do literally anything else, but I've invested so much time and energy into this that it's the only career path that I have any real skill in. I'd have to start all over again. And so the better we see the warning signs, the better we can plan our lives to make sure that we can exist both mentally and physically in the podcasting space. Some of us do this as a hobby and we get sucked in and then we start doing things like working from 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. So it's one of the things that I was like, we should probably talk about this. And it really, there are a couple of things. I made a mistake about a month ago and I really beat myself up about it and was like, how, like you're, you know, you're Dave Jackson. You've been doing this since 2005. You're a Hall of Fame podcaster. And I didn't even follow my own advice. I was like, wow, that was really dumb. So what I want to talk about today is the balance of passion and logic. And that's a delicate balance. I am a very logical person. Now, look, I can be very emotional. They're not exclusive. But when it comes to getting things done, I need them to make sense. I really, you need to share your vision if you want me to get behind it so that I can see it and go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. That is the way I am somewhat wired. When I got hired at Libsyn, I said, just let me know what the rules are and I will be your best employee. And it's a great place to work. And that's what I'm doing. But passion is kind of that, is it serotonin that makes your brain go, yippee? It's, it's that kind of induced state that makes you say things like, I don't care. Right, you see the things in the movies. I don't care how hard it is or long it is. I will do it because you are the yeah. When you say things because I don't care, it's because you care so much about anything, you'll do it. That's passion. Right? You have, you're not sitting there going, "Wait a minute." You mean there's only ten of us and five thousand on their team? All right, yeah, you're. I don't care. I will fight to the yeah. That's passion, and we need to find a balance. So this is another thing that sparked this particular episode, I am almost done with the book. Some days today, 22 actionable ways to propel your creative life by one of my favorite authors, Matthew Dix. He's the guy behind the book story worthy that I talk about pronosium. And so it's a great book. And I started testing something because Matthew is talking about how we give away our time all the time. We say, ah, I don't have time. I'm busy. And then when you start looking at what you're doing with it, you go, oh, yeah. And so what I did was I started taking my iPhone and setting the timer for 15 minutes and hitting start and then just doing stuff. So this might be cleaning the kitchen or the bathroom or starting the laundry, or maybe I'm going to do some research on some episodes. The bottom line was this, when that timer went off, 
I was amazed at how much stuff I'd got done in just 15 minutes. And I was like, hmm, because then you start thinking about all the times you do an interview and the interview is maybe a half hour, but somehow you were on Zoom for three hours. You're like, huh, hmm. So if I put a price on the number of things I could get done, but don't because I'm, and if we could put up quotation marks here, wasting my time, uh, it would be priceless. The minute I realized this, the minute I was like, wait a minute, and I caught myself the other night here in the U.S., it's August and preseason in our American football is going on, and I actually started to watch a preseason game, and I hate sports. I really, I just, they're, they can be such a tremendous, now they can be fun and entertaining, but I don't get wrapped up into it. But that was the one I was like, hold on, this is not part of my goal here. And so I was amazed that when I quit getting sucked into TikTok and other things, how much I got done. And that was just measuring 15 minutes. So if you put a price on the number of things, again, that you could get done, but you don't, you'll be amazed. And the minute I realized that, and started guarding my time a little more, I became instantly more productive. And again, this is from the book, Someday is Today, 22 Actionable Ways to Propel Your Creative Life. And I've told this story before, and I'm going to keep it kind of brief, well, as brief as I can keep it. I started a podcast about podcast trailers. It was called The Podcast Trailer Show. And everyone seemed to be making trailers, and I thought, hey, this will be a fun show. And as I wasn't creating the content, I was just assembling it. I really thought these quick five-minute episodes would take start to finish, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes to assemble. And the last one I did took me over an hour because the promos weren't that easy to find. They weren't that good. And I was just like, hmm. So enter our good friend, Ben Franklin. Here's a guy that helps with that passion and logic because he's bringing the logic. And I've always been told, at least, that Ben Franklin made decisions by creating two columns. One was pro, one was con. And I thought that was it. It turns out it's not. You're supposed to, I guess, analyze the list and give weightage to each item. So this is a two, this is a three, and this one's eh, maybe a one. Then compare the items in pros and cons with the same weightage Strike out the items with the same weightage. After that, remove the uh, from the list all the items with one pro that would equal in weight two cons. And I was just like, wow, that sounds carry the five, divide by pi. Wait, what? So uh, I was like, I just like making a pro and con list and doing it on paper so I could see it. That's basically what I did. And when I did that, I was like, yeah, what's my goal? Like what, and it's really important to know your why. And my goal is to make the School of Podcasting the place, hands down, that people come to learn about podcasting. And I was like, while I'm meeting new podcasters doing this, I slotted 30 minutes. It's taking me twice that, if not more. What's the return on this? Mm, Not enough. So the logic part of me went, yeah, I don't think so. And that show was gone. I thank my audience for listening. I said, if you want to find me, I'm over here and left it at that. Uh, If you want to learn more 
about Ben Franklin and making decisions, I would send you over to the show, Live Well and Flourish. This is from a student at the School of Podcasting, Craig Van Slyke, and his show is called Live Well and Flourish, and I'll have a link to where he talks about Ben Franklin uh, out at, again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 840. But here's another one. The Logical Weight Loss Podcast was a show I started off to hold myself accountable, and the idea was for me to lose weight. And while at first it kind of did, looking back, I think I did that show for eight or nine years, and in the end it didn't. I'm actually way heavier now than, well, thanks to COVID too, if we're looking for excuses. Uh, But here's the thing. I had like 4,000 people. It was so hard. That's that passion. Like, I had a lot of people listening to that show. But in the end, it really wasn't doing what it was set out to do. Help me lose weight. And it wasn't bringing me members to the school of podcasting. And so I was like, well, is this helping doing the logical weight loss podcast? Is this helping me make the school of podcasting the place to learn how to podcast? And I went, no. And so I told the audience I would be going on a whenever I feel like it schedule where that used to be. For a while, for the longest time, it was every Monday, and now it's not. And that took the pressure off me, and nobody punched me in the face. I told them, I said, look, there are hundreds of episodes in the back catalog. Go listen to those. So I now have extra time. I spent about three hours a week now. I took some of that time to produce the Akron podcast that I talked about. And that is giving me more skills to be a better podcast consultant. It's a side of the the podcasting space I've never done. That fits my goal. Uh, And then with the additional time, I have now decided with the School of Podcasting, again, my goal to make it the place to learn how to podcast, I'm offering unlimited consulting on shows you host or co-host. That's a key. It's got to be your show that I'm answering questions about. But you can text me. You can send me audio, video. You can screen share. There are all sorts of ways, short of like smoke signals, There are so many ways to communicate with me. It was great. I had somebody ask me a question. We're using an app and I answered the question in the woods. Like I got a notification. I just fired it up, made him a video and sent it back. And he was like, I can't believe I got an answer that quick. And I'm like, yeah, because I want the school of podcasting to be the place where people learn how to podcast. And I've updated the school of podcasting back end to offer a better experience and a stronger community. And I'm getting ready to roll out that new version uh, as we speak. But let's get back to talking about passion over logic. And I have permission to share this story, okay? But I'm going to keep this person's name out of it. Not that they did anything super wrong, but let's just, you know, we don't need it. Let's go that route. So they approached me. They've been podcasting for a few years, and they're looking, just like you are, look, how do I grow my audience? And here again, much like you, much like me, we really want to grow our audience. And he explained how he was going to leave his media host, who wasn't great, but wasn't horrible. He was going to leave his media host, which, by the way, on one hand is kind of outpatient surgery, but on the other hand, it's kind of not. So he was going to leave his his whoever, like this Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Blueberry. He was going to, whoever it was, Red Circle, uh, etc. He was going to leave them and go to Anchor. Now, before you are thinking, oh, no, someone poked the bear and Dave's going to rant about Anchor. No, no, hold on. Uh, But 
the reason, what inspired him to do this was there was some sort of app in Brazil, I think it was, that I'd never heard of, but the app couldn't actually use the RSS feed from his current host. But they said, hey, why don't you use Anchor? And apparently this app has millions of people using it. So here we go. That passion. Whoo, I want to grow my audience. And um, again, I'm not going to rant about Anchor here. But just to keep in mind, Anchor. Okay, maybe I am going to rant a little bit about Anchor. <laughs> Anchor, and more importantly, Spotify have publicly stated that this whole RSS feed thing, you know, the thing that podcasting is built on, eh, maybe it's not quite what it's wrapped up to be. Uh, And they have basically, I believe it's in the Netherlands, have started merging Anchor into Spotify. They really just want it to where when you upload an episode, it goes to Spotify. I have been told, I've not verified this personally with my own eyes, but I've had been told that now if you sign up at Anchor, you have to ask for an RSS feed. That's like, I don't know, kind of going to a steakhouse and having to ask for a knife. You're like, wait, what? They don't give you that? Like, nope. It's really weird. And apparently, again, this app that this person was going to go into, that he was going to switch to Anchor, was going to have millions of people in Brazil. And because of their passion, again, they were ready to move media host to a media host that not as exactly well loved by everyone. So anytime you're going to make a big decision, right? You need to step back. You need to do a little Ben Franklin and you need to go back to why are you podcasting? That is one of the most important goals that can really help you get in alignment and not waste your time, which then helps you keep your sanity to kind of bring this all back. What's the goal? So he said he wanted to monetize. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I've talked about how you don't have to make money with your podcast. I wrote a book that helps you how to monetize. If you go out to profitfromyourpodcast.com, you can find that book. But I said, let's, let's, let's go with this whole Brazilian thing. If you happen to assemble a large Brazilian audience, how likely were they to buy your products and services? Or if you're going the advertising way, Do agencies have a need for people with a Brazilian audience? And the answer in both those situations was probably, uh, no. But again, the passion makes you see that bright, shiny thing. And you're like, oh, looky, looky. I mean, there are people that stood in line to get a gold iPhone, right? (laughs) So think about that. Uh, And I also then, so hold on. Are you listed in all the current directories before you go moving to a new media host to get into one directory? And the answer was no, because sometimes we get so focused on growing our audience, we forgot to do kind of the low-hanging fruit. And so make sure you're in iHeart and Amazon Music, which just added stats, by the way. That'll make you sign up. What stats? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's, uh, Odyssey, there's Ghana, there's GeoSavin, there's all sorts of them list your, I've talked about that in a previous show. And in this case, this person hadn't. So in my opinion, again, uh, was that this person was moving to a media host that seemed to be building a, a closed media host 
right, to get into the app. They're like, oh, yeah, let's work with uh, this Anchor thing, which doesn't send your podcast out to every place. Um, and really, if if they didn't work with your RSS feed, this app doesn't get podcasting. That's what RSS is built on. It's kind of a, uh, it's a bit of code, but there's a, a bit of, uh, what am I, standards that are used to write this. And it's not like everybody's RSS feed is completely different. So it seemed like a move with too many cons and not enough pros, but it was shiny and new. Ooh, right. 75 gazillion Brazilians can't be wrong. Uh, we have to be careful to not put all of our eggs in one basket, or in this case, our hopes and dreams uh, into something that is really a, a make or break act that might not be well thought out. We need that passion because that passion drives us on those times when we launch a podcast. And I think my last episode of the Akron podcast after like two months is getting 28 downloads, right? It's, we're just starting and you need that passion to keep you going, but you also need the logic to help you go, "Mm, do people really need this? My sister-in-law once asked me about my now ex-wife, how are you ever going to make this woman happy? And there I was filled with passion and a general lack of knowledge. And I said, oh, it'll be better after we get married. Yeah, there's passion over logic. And looking back, both myself and my ex-wife go, yeah, we probably should have maybe dated a little longer. I've seen a couple times, I don't have the details on this yet, but in the past couple months, I've had a few customers, because I work at Libsyn, they're a media host, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. And I saw two people now that have moved to a network, which included them leaving Libsyn. They had to move to a different media host. And again, that's kind of a big deal when you move your media host, whoever it is. And then they return literally eh, a couple months later. And I'm still, again, working on the details, but I'm pretty sure this may be passion over logic. Because when we get asked by a network, we're like, ooh, they, they, they like me. They really, really like me. And so we jump in before we go, well, hold on a second. Who owns the content? Uh, do I have to change media hosts? And on that one, and I'm not saying this because I would say this if it was anybody from Captivate or Buzzsprout or whoever you're, you're media host with, never, ever forget you are in control. They are asking you because you must be doing something right. Because if you weren't, they wouldn't ask you to be part of their network. And you're in control in the same way that I've said before, you're in control. If your guest shows up with awful audio, you go, nope, not on this show. Sorry. And so never forget that you're the person that's put in all this hard work to get that audience. And people are trying to get to that audience. And when they go, yeah, but you got to leave and come over here to this media host, you might want to try going, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then they go, well, yeah, but we need you to. And you go, yeah, I got X amount of downloads a month. I'm not doing that and see what they say because there was a company that did that. And there was a couple that went, yeah, I'm not leaving. And they went, yeah, but you need to move over here. And they said, yeah, we're not leaving. And uh, yeah, they didn't have to move. So just keep that in mind. And also when it comes to networks, remember networks don't make shows big. They make big shows bigger. So 
that again might be a case where you need a little bit of passion and you need a little bit, well, actually a lot of bit of logic. I want to go back to the book, Some Days Today, 22 Actionable Ways to Propel Your Creative Life. And I realize that this may sound like me just saying, you need to say no to everything. If you look at where you are today, you, this this is going to get kind of heady. So in a minute, you're going to go like, whoa, that's so true, dude. But you are the accumulation of all your previous decisions. Whoa, dude. Yeah, I know. I get it. But think about it. It's true. And you're like, no way, man, because my parents were strict. Okay, your parents were strict. Did you sneak out at night? Oh, dude. Yeah, I get it. So when I say that, though, I'm saying it because not all those decisions were great. So when I say, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that, or maybe you shouldn't do this, or maybe, okay. Sometimes it's those mistakes we make that actually make us who we are. So I'm not here to say never say yes to anything, but I am saying there are times when we do things based on passion that we probably should have maybe invoked a little logic. And there are some times when we're so logical that we go, oh, that would never work. I was talking with the people at Descript. Descript is this software where you upload your audio, it transcribes it, and then you go into the transcription and you remove the words, and it removes it from the audio. Yeah, and I saw it at the very first podcast movement, and I told them, I thought, yeah, this is never going to work. And it works now pretty dang good. And so had I been the person behind a script, I would have said, yeah, this is never going to work. Kill it. But they had the passion, and they pushed through. So you kind of need a little bit of both. Let's go back one more time to the book. Someday is today. Links in the show notes again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 840. Someday is today, 22 actionable ways to propel your creative life. And in this case, it's Matthew Dix, who is the guy behind Storyworthy. He's one of my favorite authors. He said uh, he's organized compliments. He's a, a elementary school teacher. He's a person that helps people with stories. He does all sorts of fun stuff. And why? Because he said yes. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when people give him compliments, he's gone through and organized them. So this goes back to people burning out and having stress. And we have a tendency to remember just the bad stuff. I, If you ask any podcaster, if you're going to podcast movement or wherever, ask them what their one star review is. If you ask me, I'll say a really bad show for a really bad product. I can quote that like scripture. Now ask me to quote a five-star review and I can't do it. We just tend to remember the bad stuff. But if you take a second, you can probably remember the positive stuff. I remember once, I'll give you an example, that you can remember positive things. I remember where I was attending a mega church for a while. Mega church. And I applied to some small groups because they were so mega. You had to like break off into small groups. And yet I never got a call back. Like, hey, I applied for the the men's business meeting thing and the da da da. And you had to fill out this whole questionnaire about yourself and why you wanted to join the group. And uh, so I thought they might have lost it. And so I filled out the questionnaire again. And again, I got no response. And I was like, I'm starting to think like, do I not shower enough? Or like, I'm starting to take this a little personal. And then I found out that the reason 
I kind of felt like it was personal is because it was personal. Yeah. Have I mentioned that I think Jesus is cool, but I hate religion? Yeah. Uh, this, this might feed some of that. And it turns out that one of the leaders of the groups thought after reading my resume that I would come in and try to take over the group. And I had never met this person ever. In fact, I'd only spoken to two people at that church, the usher who always ushered us in and one other, I think the pastor once. And it really kicked me in the the privates in a way. I really was like, wow, I feel singled out here. Like, why don't these, why don't these people like me? What did I do to them kind of thing? And my, so there's the negative stuff, right? I can remember that very clearly. But if you think about it, you can remember the positive stuff too. So at the time we were married, my ex-wife looked at me square in the eyes. She put her hand on my heart and she said, they don't know your heart. And that one positive statement pulled me out of a situation that really, I was like, what did I, I really felt like, I don't know. I was some sort of weird, just, I don't know. Like everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms kind of situation. And so I say this, that often we feel uncomfortable receiving compliments. I did an episode about this a while back that I still struggle with that. Um, And I think part of this is if you sit down and, you know, do a little Freudian uh, look in your, your psyche here, Maybe your parents weren't, uh, you know, maybe they were kind of stingy with the old compliments. Maybe that's why you didn't get a lot of practice. I don't know. But when you do get something nice said about you, here's what you need to do. And I really want you, if you need to, hit stop and do this now. But find something to put them in. When somebody sends you an email that says, man, that that is what I really needed to hear in that last episode. Thanks so much. I think right now I have a folder in Gmail but it could be a place in Gmail. And it dawned on me as I was putting this together, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get them out of a a Google company, maybe throw them in Evernote. And it really doesn't matter where you put them, but just put them somewhere. You need to have them so that you can go back and look at those when there are times when you're feeling burned out, when you're frustrated, or if you're just out of passion. And they may be exactly what you need. In the same way that that one positive comment from my ex-wife erased all the crappy feelings I had, that one email, that one iTunes review, whatever it is, that one positive thing could really help you. But if you don't have them in a place where you can go back and look at them, then you're going to miss the ability to bounce back. And I don't want you walking around feeling like everybody hates you and you're going to go eat worms. And I'm sure... They have plenty of protein and they don't have a high carbon footprint or whatever, but no, thank you. Don't want to eat worms. We started off by talking about YouTubers who were burning out. And so the last point I wanted to make here is, and that's what they talked about in a video. Again, I'll have everything out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 840. And that is that YouTubers are learning to take breaks. And they had a guy there that actually works on the algorithm. Yes. And if you're in YouTube land, when somebody says, wait, he's talking about the algorithm. Yes. The password is algorithm. Yeah, it's crazy. And they were saying that in some cases, 
but not all cases. When you came back, you had the same amount, if not more, listeners. And they talked about how people announced they were leaving and then came back, which is always my thing. I try not to take breaks, but if I do, if I, on other shows, I've taken breaks, I just announce. And I say, I'll come back on this date, and then I come back on this date. But part of the pressure is the fact that you are kind of always looking for content. When I watch TV, I'm always kind of going, does this apply to podcasting? You're kind of always on in a way. And that's where some of these YouTubers, in some cases, took weeks off so they could really be off. And that, again, is where you have a battle. Your passion wants you to keep going, 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 going. But the logic is like, well, um, I am stressed out. I'm starting to lose my hair. Something, right? That's a huge sign that like, maybe you should take a little break. And so there is no one size fits all. Your passion and your stress is going to be different than mine. I wanted to do this episode to just alert you that you kind of need both. And you can't be just all passion because you're going to run into stuff that you go, oh, oh, I didn't think this through. And you can't just be all logic because, well, then you're never going to kind of live a little and try something new and experimental. It is a delicate balance. And it's something that you just have to be aware of that like, hmm, is this all passion or is it all logic? I need a little bit of both. What would Ben Franklin say right here? That's why I made this episode. If you want to carry on the conversation, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Ooh, now that's a good question. Here's a question that everyone can answer right now. There's a lot of talk about YouTube. And I want to know, you have one of three choices. You're not doing anything with YouTube. You're just an audio-only podcast. And there is no right or wrong answer here, by the way. So I'm just doing audio-only. Option number two, I'm putting what I call static videos. This is a video with just a static image on YouTube. Or option number three, I'm actually putting full video on YouTube. I would love to know your answer Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and I need your answer by May 24th. And don't forget to tell us a little bit about your podcast and your website. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question by May 24th. Oh, uh, where am I going to be? Well, May 5th through the 7th, I'm going to be attending... Content Entrepreneur Expo in Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm just attending that one. So if you want to hang out, grab lunch, that'd be great fun. Then in August 19th through the 22nd in Washington, D.C., I will be at Podcast Movement. Find me at the Lipson booth. For more information, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash where and see my schedule. As I record this, I just finished up my presentation for podcast movement. I'm going to be talking about how to understand the stats that are in Spotify and Apple Podcast Connect and all these other places. And I just want to say this right here because I keep hearing people that say, oh, I was going to, but I was a little like, if you see me at podcast movement, I'll be at the Libsyn booth. Come and say hi. I would love to say hi. But if you see me in the hallway or an elevator or someplace and you go, oh, I would go talk to Dave, but 
No, come talk to Dave. Dave loves to talk to everybody at these things. I know you're kind of an introvert. No, not when you come up to me and say, hey, I'm one of your listeners. Oh, I want to hear, I will talk your ear off. So please do not hesitate. I hope I am an approachable guy. I try to sound approachable. And they're like, ah, you're just going to tell me to get off your lawn. Nah, I don't think so. In fact, I actually have had dialogues. There are these things called dialogues where you hear somebody's opinion that you don't agree with. I've actually done that in the wild at Podcast Movement and come away with this thing called learning. Yeah, if you actually keep your mind open to hearing another perspective, you might actually learn something and go, huh, I thought it was this. You thought it was that. We both learned. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, dialogues. They're kind of fun. So again, if you see me at Podcast Movement, please uh, come up, fist bump me, elbow bump me, whatever you want to do. I am uh, happy to do that and happy to see you. So as I slowly open up the doors on School of Podcasting 4.0, I guess at this point, if you want to help me make it the place that people come to learn how to podcast, I would love to have you. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com. Click on the sign up button. Use the coupon code LISTENER. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Until then, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. If you want to learn more about Ben Franklin and making decisions, making your mouth is awful. I want to go back to the book. Some days today, 22 actionable ways to propel. Why can I not say propel? <laughs> propel. <laughs>